When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium-flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. Bombas.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Who was Gianni Anginelli? What happened to Timer the Cat? And Steven Seagal sings? All this and more on today's Last Looks Places, people. It's showtime. The last time. you hotel shower floor fuckers. I'm your trigger man, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you, the listener, get to voice your issues on The Specialist. Jason and I chat about all the stuff that we are currently into, plus we will reveal next week's movie, and I will share an exclusive bonus scene from our last episode. But first things first, a big shout out to Lone Wolf Collab. That's right. Lone Wolf Collab is responsible for that amazing opening theme. Thank you, Lone Wolf. And if you like those songs and you want to be a part of it, you want to get me to say your name here on the show. Well, it's easy. All you have to do is send us a song, about 15 or 20 seconds long. Send it to howdidthisgetmade at earwolf.com. We'll put up the best songs that we get. And that's it. So keep on sending them for last looks. We love them. And now I want to see you all out at I'd Hit That. It is a deep dive Bitch Sesh Crossover Mother's Day Weekend Pickleball Event. Those are a lot of words all coming together. It is super fun. I am DJing. Uh, you can head to the Jane Club slash Pickleball. Use the code HDTGM for 15% off. It is so much fun. Last time, Emma Watson from Harry Potter, she came, she played, she kicked ass. So many people are going to be there at this event. It is so much fun. It's a great gift for the mother in your life. Or maybe you don't have a mother and you're like, I don't want to worry about Mother's Day. 
come to that as well. Get drunk, play pickleball, have fun with some of your favorite people. It's the I Hit That event. I love it so much. Okay, let's get into it. Last week, we talked at length about The Specialist, a movie that, according to Discord user Rocket Wesker, should have had the tagline, tits, dick, boom. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Now, we all had questions about The Specialist, and we might have even missed a few things. Here is your chance to set us straight. Fact check us, if you will. It is now time for corrections and omissions. To whom it may concern, gonna drop some knowledge on you, so get ready to learn. Tell us something that we don't know, maybe something they said wrong in the show. Corrections and omissions. Corrections and Bam! Thank you, Wally Tarkington, for that great theme. Let's go to the Discord. Corgi Herder writes, suggested by credits are a real thing in Hollywood. For example, the original Top Gun movie had a suggested by credit for an article called Top Guns in California Magazine. Rai Rai 80 chimes in to say, Scrooged, iRobot, The Sound of Music also have suggested by credits. All right. I didn't know that's suggested by because inspired by based on would be more appropriate, like based on the article, top guns in California magazine, but not suggested by suggested by means like you bumped into somebody at Mendocino farms and like, what would be a good movie? Like uh, a bomb specialist who gets hired by like his former mentor who's out to kill him. But then he falls in love with the girl who set out to, you know, set him up anyway. Uh, I'll take that pork bun me. Thank you. That would be suggested by. Uh, Anyway, Sheila from Sweden writes, Stallone is wearing his wristwatch over his shirt sleeve. It's got to be a nod to Italian stallion playboy, industrialist, and billionaire Johnny Anginelli, the former head of Fiat. Now, uh, Scott, our producer, notes that Gianni Anginelli was known as the godfather of Sprezzatura, an Italian term meaning a certain nonchalance, to make whatever one does appear to be without effort or thought. To exemplify this, Anginelli famously wore his watch over his shirt cuffs and tucked the back blade of his necktie into his waistband. I'm looking at this guy, and he looks cool as <laughs> shit. By the way, we should be wearing our watches on the outside of our shirt cuffs. They're always hidden. Gotta roll up my shirt sleeve for this bullshit? No way. Anyway, GT75, James Woods' character, should have died in the police station when he builds his impromptu bomb. He sets the timer for 20 seconds, but his rant and argument with the bomb squad guy lasts 40 seconds. Between that and a one-minute timer for the bridge when it seems like the Jeep had to be exactly positioned over the bomb for it to be effective, I have to believe that Woods was terrible at being a trigger man. Well, here's the thing. Trigger man would mean that you actually press the explosive, not set the explosive. So maybe he's a bad detonator, man. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Jane from Toronto. Hi, Paul. This is Jane calling from Toronto. I have an addition uh, to one of the comments you made during the specialist live episode. The part where Sharon Stone walks into the room and like strips off her dress and then is sitting naked smoking a cigarette, which seems very dangerous. My interpretation of that is, like, the reason she put her dress in the garbage is because she was so disgusted with Eric Roberts' character, uh, whose name I forget, but it was unnecessarily Cuban sounding. Um, but she strips off the dress and, like, puts in the garbage. Like, she's so grossed out and disgusted because he is, like, she was all over her. 
and because she hates them so much uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so I thought that was weird, and I was like, oh, this, that's kind of like where my brain went. Curious if um, you or anyone else had the same interpretation. Thanks so much. You know, that is a good point, Jane. Um, I feel like, I didn't bring this up on the show, did they have sex also? And then she's like, I just want to get that off of me. But Eric Roberts is all over her in a disgusting way. So maybe it's just like, I want to get that sweaty Eric Roberts smell off me. So all right, I, I buy that. But you know what? That's why we invented dry cleaning. Use some chemicals. Get out that Eric Roberts smell. That's exactly what my dry cleaner says when I go inside. To get out that Eric Roberts smell. It's a Hollywood dry cleaner. So that's why they have to have that up. Uh, Ashley from Washington, what do you got? Hi, Paul. This is Ashley calling from Washington. I would just finish listening to the most recent episode about the specialist. And I couldn't help but hear a comment you made in the background about uh, single-use clothing and Tobey Maguire's underwear, but I don't think I ever heard anything else about it, so I was just curious if you could elaborate. Sounds pretty interesting and or hilarious. Anyway, that's all. Thanks. Bye. Well, what did I mean? Um, Okay, so when I was talking about uh, Toby McGuire in his underpants, I had heard that, uh, <laughs> that Toby McGuire only wears underpants once. That's it. He wears it once and then throws them away. Just like Sharon Stone threw away her dress, like we just talked about from Jane from Toronto. Now, Jason made a joke in the show that Sharon Stone only had a uh, single use wardrobe, but I had heard this thing about Toby McGuire uh, wearing underpants only once. And I've actually now heard this from a few different people that they do this, not just a Tommy McGuire thing. It's a known thing. Like you don't want to put your junk back in there. It makes no fucking sense. But look, if you had enough money to buy 365 pairs of underwear, then I guess, you know, <laughs> I mean, how expensive could it be at the end of the day? How, how expensive could 300, if you buy it in bulk, give me some, let's get some price checks on that, please, for the next episode. All right. Next call from Reed from New Mexico. Hey, Paul, this is Reed in New Mexico. Uh, listen to your specialist episode today and just wanted to make a clarification. You guys said that Emilio uh, Estefan was the musician for this film. Actually, the original music was done by John Barry with Emilio Estefan being the music supervisor. And John Barry, of course, is um, arguably one of the most important people in the history of the James Bond franchise and was knighted by the British Empire for his contribution to music in film and did double digits worth of James Bond films. And if you listen to the music in The Specialist, it does have a very, very mid-1960s flair of John or uh, James Bond music. So I uh, just want to clarify that. Thanks so much. Hope you guys are doing well and uh, love the show. Bye-bye. Reed, you are correct. I am sorry. I had that in my notes. John Barry did compose and I got it all confused. I didn't mean to uh, not give credit where credit is due because the theme to the specialist is just as classic as the James Bond theme. I think we all could agree, right? How does it go? Huh? Hmm. Can't really remember it. Anyway. All right. Thank you, Reed from New Mexico. Sophie from Boston. What do you got? Hey, Paul, this is Sophie from Boston. Um, I'm calling out the specialist. Absolutely loved it. My fiance was so excited to, that I was watching it for the first time. As a cat lover, I made it my mission to track timer throughout the movie, and I was so disappointed that he didn't pop up at the end with them. 
I agree with CinemaCats.com, who states, having Elvis in the car, Elvis is the actor, Timer is his name in the movie, having Elvis in the car with Stallone and Stone as they drove away would have made the ending that much more satisfying. I completely agree, but it was not the end for Timer, Elvis the cat as he is known, who went on to star three years later in That Darn Cat with Christina Ricci. He only has those two credits on IMDb, but the best part is his trivia that states, is a cat. Love you all so much. Thanks for what you do. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Sophie, great. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that, well, you know what? Uh, I'm glad that you have some Disney cat knowledge. I, I don't even know how to respond to that comment besides saying it was wonderful. Uh, what a wonderful wish to have that Timer the Cat uh, got away with them. Uh, where is Timer the Cat? Maybe I think wanted to stay in Miami, right? I, I guess. If you look, that Miami lifestyle for cats is pretty good. And She'll find another trigger man. Anyway, going back to the boards, Dr. Guts writes, how amazing would it have been if Timer the Cat started talking to Stallone with the voice of Eric Roberts, a la, how did this get made classic film, A Talking Cat? Well, Dr. Guts, that's a sequel. Avril, if you're listening, let's tell Avril to do that. Cut Eric Roberts from this to The Talking Cat. I don't know how we could do it. Maybe we could. I would like to see that mashup. If anyone is inspired to do it, let's get that mashup going. Rocket Wesker writes, Sharon Stone said that she wanted to be there when Tomas died. Fair enough. But how did she know that Stallone would choose Tomas at the country club using a tea saucer bomb? He never told her about the plan and was very surprised when he saw her following Tomas into the room. Yeah, I guess that was bad communication. But you know what? They're going to work it out. Those crazy kids, I feel like they're going to have a long, long life together. Rai Rai 80 writes, Siskel and Ebert weren't fans of the movie. Oh, really? Wow, interesting. I found their old review, uh, and this is Gene Siskel in particular just ripping on it. So here are his thoughts. Take a listen. By the way, that one minute of nudity really isn't worth sitting through the dreadfully dull action of the specialist. During the whole picture, I wanted Stallone to talk faster and drop his Rambo persona in favor of something contemporary. You know, maybe he and James Woods should have switched roles. I wonder what James Woods looks like in the shower. Great work, Rai Rai. And you know what, Rai Rai? For going deep, finding the old Siskel and Ebert review, I am going to give you the correction and omission of the week. That's right. You get this amazing song from Bombay Beach Revival. Hit it! You know, and I'm a sucker for research. And if somebody comes back and tells me how much underwear costs if you buy a 365 pair of good underwear, I'm talking like Hanes level or better. Uh, you know, Tobey Maguire is not rocking Hanes, or maybe he is. And maybe that's why he can justify it. Who knows? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I would like to, I don't want to be, well, do I want to be in clean underwear? I mean, not like new underwear every day. Because that feels starchy to me. Anyway, uh, let's not take away from Rai Rai 80s win. And thank you, Gene Siskel, for always having an insightful take on any movie that you watch. If you want to submit a tagline for a film, uh, if you want to chime in with your own thoughts, if you want to call in and tell us your wishes and hopes for Timer the Cat, you can do all of that. You can go to our Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm, or you can call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up, Jason and I chat about all the things that we are currently into. We'll reveal next week's movie, plus I'll share an exclusive deleted scene from our specialist show. Stick around. Today's podcast is brought to you by 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Welcome back, everybody. If you are interested in what is in the How Did This Get Made feed this week, besides this and the specialist, well, let me tell you. We got Super Mario Brothers with Jenny Slate back into the mix. That's right. To celebrate the release of Super Mario Brothers, the giant hit smash film, we are talking about the giant flop film, Super Mario Brothers, with Johnny Legs and John, not John Hopkins, not John Hopkins from the hospital. (laughs) Bob Hoskins. Anyway, uh, that's a fun episode because it's one of our first live shows and the first time we ever did corrections and omissions in the audience. So there you go. And next week, we will be re-releasing Fast and Furious with Adam Scott because we got to make sure that we are caught up by the time Fast 10 comes out. We got to go back, refresh our memories, and get ready for the big show. Uh, Fast X is coming up, and we'll be recording that live at Largo. We have two very special guests, and maybe even a third special guest. And we also are revisiting, 
but we're not even revisiting. We are visiting for the first time Fast and Furious in our April 21st show. So got a lot of stuff coming up. All right, we have spent a lot of time hearing from you and what's on your mind, but now let's hear from me and Jason and what is on our mind. And uh, it's a little segment we like to call Just Chat. And John Astonish, play us in. Jason and Paul, just chat. June and Paul, just chat. Tall John Shear, just chat. How did this get made? Last look, just chat. Jason, welcome back to a just chat. Just you and me. Just, just, just the two of Of us. us. Yeah, Yeah. come on, here we go. (laughs) Just, um, yo, I gotta tell you, I think you would love this movie that I saw. I've been talking about it a lot which is Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It's such a fun movie. And uh, I just want to continue to tell people to go see it for a couple of reasons. A, I know it's a big hit already. But uh, as my sister-in-law said when she saw it, she said, uh, this movie is not for me. And then when she saw it, she says, but it's exactly for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's a a full-on... Comedy. Anybody, in other words, anybody can enjoy it. You don't have to be a Game of Thrones or a Lord of the Rings no. person. You don't have to be a D&D nerd. It can, it's for everybody. It's just for everyone. It's so fun. It's so good. And I just, I'm just into $150 million like <laughs> budget comedy. Like yeah. make more of those, please, that are actually good and not like oh, a disaster. Yeah. Um, but oh, I'll tell great. you. I love that. And I have one other thing that I need to geek out on with you. And if you're not there, we'll push it. But have you been watching Picard season three? I've not. Dude, it's the fucking best. Really? Show. It's okay. Don't Whoa. worry about season. Oh, okay. Do not worry about season one or season two. I did not watch either one of them. I have oh, never didn't. watched. Nope. Oh, I okay. Just so this started. is intriguing to me. Go ahead. I just started on season three. It is perfection. If you like Next Generation, this show wow, okay. is giving you everything that you could have wanted. There's only about one or two small details that you need to know from season one, which in watching season three, I was like, oh, wait, what do they mean? And I Googled it and I found out yeah, yeah, the yeah. one thing. But it's not like you're not lost in, in some all. larger plot. Like the yeah. first five minutes, you're like, oh, you're trying to piece together a couple of things, but it actually doesn't even matter because the first five minutes are kind of, in my opinion, like retconning <laughs> you out of season one and two. It's like, oh, is that right? Are those flawed seasons even like in their opinion, do you think? I don't know. And I don't want to like slam the show too hard. I will say that I've talked to a lot of Star Trek fans who really did, were disappointed with season one and two. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, okay. Uh, they brought in new showrunners after season one. Season two and three were shot uh, concurrently, but okay. they couldn't be further apart. Now, because I've gotten so into Picard, I went back and watched 35 minute long recaps on YouTube of both seasons. Wow. And so I, now I mean, you are in it. I am in it. And I will tell you that everything I learned in those recaps has nothing to bear on oh, wow. what is happening. <laughs> yeah. Here. That's so, uh, and it's wild. But if you like Next Generation, it. Well, isn't it now like in three, in season three, isn't it now like. Oh, like almost all of the next generation cast has yep. re like has reemerged, it, and it's done so right beautifully. Oh, like cool. it, like it it happens over the course of eight episodes. So by the time you get to episode eight, the crew is back together That's again. Cool. Okay, and 
And in that journey, um, huh. and this is not a spoiler because the season finale is going to come up. They're actually even, it's doing so well that they're bringing it to IMAX theaters for oh, one cool. night. Oh, yeah. Um, but the episodes are long. The episodes are big and they're awesome. But what's so great about taking eight episodes to get everybody together is everyone gets like a chance to do something and something very cool and something very like yeah. everyone. It's not just like, oh, we're all back together. We all just merged. It's like every person fits a piece of a puzzle. And by yep. the time they get to eight, it's like, and now we go into our movie. We have a two hour movie to finish the season. And it's like, wow. Oh, okay. I am, Ooh, now I I'm am excited. loving it. I am huh. loving it. And uh, yeah, it's it like is giving me a love for Star Trek and I know that we both are on Star Trek shows. And I, know, I know we've both talked about Star Trek in the past, but this is like, I can't, I don't want to oversell it, but it's like, if you like, if you think like, oh, I wish they gave me a great next generation movie besides First Contact. They only really got one. Like this is giving you everything. And those actors are great. I got to say, uh, William Frakes or the guy who plays Riker. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, uh, he's awesome. Uh, like he's so good. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, not William. Jonathan Frakes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Frakes is great. And, uh, and like he is, I mean, everybody, uh, Michael Dorn, MVP. I mean, across, wow. across the board, like oh, they all this. still have it. Like they what's, all have it. I think it. what's really great in terms of, cause I, I know we, you know, we are guilty yeah. a lot on this podcast of talking about Star Wars. Yes. And we are both on Star Trek shows. You are on yes. Lower Decks and I'm on Star Trek Prodigy, which again, I will urge everyone to please watch. It's on Paramount yes, Plus. It's so good. It's so fantastic. And we need all of you watching it. ASAP. Watch the whole season. Just let it run. Anyway, yeah, get that completion but was, rate up. Yeah, what, that's what we need. We need people finishing the series, if yes. you don't mind. So um, I love what I what I think they're doing so well that I think Star Wars is doing very poorly is all of those shows are executing at such a high level, but are such different shows. There's, yes. There's yes. there's no overlap in in tone or in like they're incredible versions of what they are. Your Lower Decks is a comedy, like a like a hard jokes comedy. Yeah. You know, um, Prodigy, the one I'm on, is like a young a young adult adventure show. You know, it's like a it's a one hour episodes like crazy adventure show. Um, and and it's and it has things that hearken to the series like Lower Decks is a perfect example of a show that if you love Next Generation and Star Trek, you're going to get all these like fun Easter eggs, but it's not crucial for yeah. you to know them. You can enjoy it as a pure comedy show, as I think Prodigy exists yeah. as a pure adventure show, the way that I loved Rebels when I exactly. watched Star Wars. It, like, you did, like, yes, it's great if you know these other things, but it's not crucial. Yeah, that's the thing is like you, the barrier to entry with Star Trek used to be like, oh, there's so much of it. And I don't know the mythology or I don't know the history. And I feel right. like now these shows you're in, even with what you're saying about Picard, you can just jump on. You can jump yes. on and start these shows and they if you know Star Trek history, uh, it will be maybe a bit of a richer experience. But if you don't know it, this is your exposure to stories and characters that are just as accessible to you on first watch. Now, you don't need to go back and do anything. You I, can just I engage. And I think uh, and it's great you said engage, which is the catchphrase yep. of uh, Picard. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really I was saying to June because I was watching this on an airplane, uh, one of the episodes, and there's a moment where I was like, oh, I was like, I literally was like Great. so excited. And she was like, what are you so excited about? I'm like, I just, 
They just did something that was so fulfilling Ugh. to me that like it got me. Well, that's like when I I will say this now I'm going to jump to the other. But I will yeah. say that was me watching the Ahsoka trailer. Oh, um, yeah. When they have the back of Thrawn's head, I like lost my entire mind. Oh, my gosh. I, all right. So Star Wars Celebration happened in London. A lot of news comes out. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was, uh, online because I was on, uh, Eastern time zone and I got to even watch a bootleg of Leslie oh. Headland, who had been on our show here. Yeah, of course. Her new Fre- show. Friend of the pod. Friend, Hello, friend Leslie, pod. if you're listening. Yes. Uh, her show Acolyte, which looks awesome. I ba- could not be more excited about Cherry this show. Ann Moss. It looks uh. great. And it's like, uh based in like Akira Kurosawa films. Like there's a lot yeah. of uh, and it takes old place Republic in the high Republic era high Republic, of, yeah. of, of the star uh, of the star Wars canon. Now that is many, many, many thousands of years before the events of star Wars that we know the Skywalker saga and so forth. So yeah, all new characters, all new part of the timeline, new stories in star Wars, which I love. I love, I love it. And then you got all these other announcements, which I was excited about. Uh, Ray is returning 15 years later, yeah. Um, which will be interesting. And I'm very curious about that because I'll say that as a Star Wars fan, I'm a little bit worried that uh, I believe it was Justin Britt and Damon Lindelof created this idea and then were replaced. Yes. Uh, and so... You know, we'll along, along with a number of, I mean, they had a room going. They had like yes. a whole. They were writing this. They've been developing this idea for years, I believe. Yes, uh, and so and that's now Stephen a- Knight is going to take it over, who created Peaky Blinders and my beloved uh, SAS Rogue Heroes. Well, you see, so this uh, that I've been meaning to write down, as a matter of fact, the. Um, so uh, look, not a bad replacement, but also I'm always worried about like oh, yeah. who can tell these. You know, what are the personal stories? And I think that, like, there is a sense of what you're talking about with Star Wars, where it sort of gets a little bit muddled. Like, what is, like where are the voices? Is it falling yeah, into a well, thing? Yeah, well, also, and- like, this is another in a long list of... Um- in a long list of creators who have spent years working and developing Star Wars ideas that then get they then get removed from. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you know, that's that's now sadly with Lord Miller or Josh Trank or uh, what know, about the uh, guy who did uh, Little Miss Sunshine, who created the whole trilogy, right? Like uh, he created the original. Oh, is that right? Uh, I don't. Yes, I don't know that um, I knew this. Oh yeah. So the I'm just forgetting his name right now, but the guy who wrote Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, he um, created the yeah. new trilogy, and then was uh, oh, fired yeah. off that trilogy, and wow. then uh, that's when J.J. Abrams came in. Okay. Yeah, Michael Arndt is yeah, Michael Arndt. Scott, yes. Yeah. Scott uh, put it in, in so chat. he he like he had and that's they went and kind of built it. But now I also am excited that Dave Filoni is going to get a chance to tie together all the series. Yeah, I think that could be really exciting. That's that's the part that I'm. That's the one that I'm. I'm pretty excited about. Just like Filoni getting to like flex all of the muscles that are at play in yes. in Bad Batch, which I cannot recommend enough. I'm Bad I'm, Batch I'm having is great. I'm having a little bit of a this season of Mandalorian's a little uneven for me. I agree. Uh, some great stuff, but a lot of stuff that feels a little bit like not as satisfying. Um, but this season of the Bad Batch was say season two that just wrapped up was I thought fantastic. Bad Batch is a great. I mean, look this this is the interesting thing that Star Wars has, which is its animated shows. I think pound for pound 
I would say are better than their live action shows. I just think oh, yeah. that they, uh, they, I think that they have a better track record. I loved Rebels. I love Bad Batch. Clone Wars, Clone obviously. Clone Wars is fantastic. Uh, I loved, and they're doing, uh, there's in a couple of weeks, there's going to be season two of Star Wars Visions. Yes. Which is the non-canonical, you know, um, outsourced animation. They go to different animation houses all over and have, and, and commission them to do shorts for them that are not inside of the canon. And the first season was, I thought incredible. I, I really liked it. Um, I, I there's so much fun stuff going on. Oh, this, I, the thing that I'm very excited oh, yeah. about that is the thing that to me because I'm like okay, the Filoni one. I'm like great. Give Easy. me the culmination of the Thrawn, Ahsoka, right. Ezra, the Rebels because we're we've already in this season of Mandalorian we've seen um, Zeb, we've seen Chopper and Hera in, yeah. and Sabine in the Ahsoka trailer. We know that the crew of the Ghost is going to be back in so um, in Star Wars stories in live action, and I I genuinely could not be more excited. Oh, I mean, um, it's it to me. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. I mean, it's that. By the way, but uh, the Rebel James Blade. Mangold Star Wars um, biblical epic. That's the other movie yes. they announced. That's the one that I was like, yeah. Well, I don't know what this is, but please give me, give me this. You know, the same way that I felt like giving Tony Gilroy free yes. reign to do whatever he wanted with Andor. I was like, yeah, this is. I guess takes place twenty. It's the beginning of. Uh, the Jedi beginning of people understanding the force. Um, I, it, that's what it's It's like a story about like it's he compared it to like the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, or Ben-Hur. It's an epic. I, I'm excited about that. I will yeah. say that, you know, we talked about Indiana Jones. I'm very excited for the uh, the Dial of Destiny. The new trailer yeah. looks great. Uh, I'm in. And and I feel like. Well, they must that, be happy with what he did on that if they're signing him up to do this. So 100%. that only, I think that only solidifies a, a little bit. It makes me hopeful that Indy is going to be great because yes. they're trusting him to do the next big Star Wars. Because I'll be honest, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was absolute no, dog shit. No, I know. It's such, a, <laughs> it's such a bummer. And I think it's a hard thing to mix up. And I And I feel like watching it. I know nothing about this movie. I know yeah. not not a thing. Same. Um but I will say that I think what I'm realizing at least from that trailer is Indy is dealing with grief and whether that grief is like the death of Mutt which would be great uh, or not great. I mean <laughs> uh, you know but uh or or maybe it's Karen Allen. You it, are you, so you're on the pod just saying hashtag #kill mutt. Uh, wow, I mean Paul. that's it. I mean look Paul that's you, a savage take. We got to get we got to get it rid of this crystal skull stank on us. Hey everybody, just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, 
That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids, we stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. You know, there is something about putting Indiana Jones from a character perspective in a different place. Yeah. Like, I think they tried to do that a little bit with Crystal Skull. Like, oh, he's a man out of time. Yes. Like, yeah. and, but it didn't really like flesh out. And I think emotionally, it's like, it seems like he is, the world has passed him by. He's a little bit older now. He's grieving. Yeah. Pretend, like, again, I'm putting this all on this. I don't know. But there's something about the tenor of that trailer. It's like, this is the one last adventure. This is the yeah. moment of him like clicking I, back, yeah, finding I the life I think that again. would be great. I think that would be great if there was a sense of finality to this story. Yes. Um, I think that would make the movie better for it. The way that, even though we're now seeing it be undone, the way that I felt Mangold did with Logan. Yes, You know, yes. I think Mangold came in and gave Logan like a real definitive send-off, which I thought was terrific. I loved that movie. Which I believe, by the way, from what I understand, and again, I don't know anything on the inside scoop, uh, Logan stays locked. Oh, and, oh interesting. And okay. Wolverine... Is a different Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, played by Hugh Jackman. I think it's yeah. going to be playing in the meta... That's, the, yeah, I assume, in, the, I assume, in the multiverse, yeah. I assume that Wolverine belong, That Wolverine belongs to that universe's Deadpool. And that to me makes me happy because it also opens up the scope of whatever baggage Hugh Jackman. You know, Hugh Jackman does carry a lot of baggage as oh, Wolverine. Yeah. And, I, and I think this could open him up to be a little bit oh. of a different Wolverine, which oh, I think yeah, is kind of fun. Sorts, like, yeah, you know. which would be great. Yeah, I would um, love that. 
What uh, I've got, I've yeah, got a couple got? things to recommend to you. That I, one of which I think, if you haven't watched it already, I think you are going to love. Okay, I cannot wait. Um, have you watched the um, Hulu documentary uh, about Anthony Pelicano called Sin Eater? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. I think I no. You know what? I've heard about this because I think yeah. June has been wanting to watch this. Yes. It's next level. It's, okay. Uh, it's it's OK. But here's the OK. I got to tell you this, though, only All because right. it's annoying. It's under the title. The New York Times presents. OK, because I just typed. So in they have an overall f- documentary series called the New York New York Times presents at Hulu. Okay. Um, and each. I don't know how often each season they just plug in different documentaries. This is the one I believe that did the Britney Spears doc. Maybe. Uh, Because they did the New York Times did a Britney Spears. Yeah, they did a really uh, beautiful thing about like her, uh, how she was put under the court orders and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it it might be the same exact thing. I also watched, they have a great new one up that's about uh, Jay Dilla. Oh wow! The uh, yeah, yeah. the producer and and you know prolific beat yeah. maker. Um, they have a, an incredible one that they just put out uh, about Jay Dilla. But there's a two part uh, episode that's about Anthony Pelicano, who was the Hollywood fixer. Yes. Um, of the the wiretapper Hollywood fixer for the you know Don Simpson uh, generation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's all like inside Hollywood kind of corrupt nonsense craziness and all of the kind of hubbub around him and then of course around him getting sent to prison for many years and how that happened and and why and all the kind of intricacies of all of his relationships with people for people who might not know this Anthony Pelicano is who Ray Donovan is based on. The character Ray Donovan, the show Ray Donovan is is loosely wow, inspired I didn't know by that. Yeah, the guy who wrote the guy who created uh Ray Donovan was first hired like Succession was first hired to write a movie about Anthony Pelicano. Oh, and wow. then when that went away, I think he reused that I that that material as and turned and made it fictitious. I love this. You see, I, I know a little bit about this. I read that Don Simpson yeah. um, book, which was it's it's a great it's very tabloidy, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, it's wait it's, the, the Don Don Simpson's book, yes. the one he wrote, the one no, that's out of print, the one that is written about him. Okay, it's okay, called yeah, High yeah, yeah. Concept. It's written yes. by uh, yep. Charles Fleming. Yes, uh, and that's great. That's a uh, wild book. It's not an autobiography. Book. It's no. about him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. and it's and it's and it's a great book. And and th- that all kind of figures into this yes. whole mix. It's really interesting. But and he's I like just, he's super connected to like Brad Gray and all these yes. like John well, but, McTiernan ends up going to prison because of the Pelicano case. The well, director John McTiernan isn't part of this like the whole thing. And this is like a very inside Hollywood thing. But it's like Gary Shandling sued his manager yep. because his manager was Brad taking Gray. Brad Gray. Uh, was taking his money from his TV show. And Anthony Pelicano, I think, was like put on Gary Shandling, I think yeah. even. Or, yeah. Oh, this yeah. Is- it's really good. And I mean, it's very, I will say it is very inside Hollywood, but it's very fun because he uh, portrays himself as a very kind of gangster-esque kind of Tony Soprano kind of figure, Ugh. you know? So he's a character. So it, even though, yes, it's a lot of behind the scenes Hollywood stuff, it's a very fun, pulpy story. Um, and he is 
just so charming and compelling, uh, as well as everybody's stories around him. It's very interesting. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever read this, but I just finished this book um, called Monster. And, uh, you know, uh, I think we've both talked about Joan Didion on this show before. Oh, yeah, sure, right? sure. Um, And so this is written by her husband. Um, oh, yeah. And basically they wrote a bunch of uh, screenplays together. John and, Dunn, right? Uh, yeah, John Dunn. And, um, and this is about the 10-year process of them writing a Robert Redford uh, Michelle Pfeiffer movie called Up Close and Personal. And the I know inter- the movie, yes. but I, oh, wow. So and, is the monster in the title Redford? No, oddly oh, not. Okay. Like, I think the monster is the script. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. You know, and and it and it talks about all, but Anthony Pelicano is referenced there too because ah, it's like, wow. they're also in the mix of, they work with Don Simpson for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Don Simpson dies in a pivotal part of this book, but it is probably the most insightful book I've ever read about Hollywood screenwriting because it's eight oh, years yeah. from <laughs> when they got the assignment to when the movie got made. They tried to leave it multiple times. They like, you know, down oh. for like in the edit, you know, talking to Robert Redford, talking to Michelle Pfeiffer, like, and then also the other movies that they're trying to make during the time. And, and it's also- a movie that like is, doesn't exist in the yes. parlance of uh, the Blank Check podcast. Like yes. it is, that's a movie that really does not exist. It has those two huge stars written by like titanic writers of their time. Yeah. And it is a, it, it has no cultural relevance. Well, it's so interesting because it was originally based on, the life of Jessica Savage, who is just this interesting uh, reporter who uh, died of like a cocaine overdose. She was pretty like controversial. Like she kind of rose up and she had a very like kind of messed up life. And right out of the gate, Disney's like, hey, we don't want you to do any of the drugs or sex stuff with her. So then they're like, well, we're making a movie about Jessica Savage, but we can't do that. So then it becomes like this other thing. And everyone's like, it's, I think you would love it. It's a great book. Yeah, it's that a great, sounds great. great. I love that. I've been recommending that a lot. Ooh, uh, very cool. Well, okay, so I, I got my New York Times Presents. Anything else that you... Uh... Yeah, I've got a couple of things that are actually really great. Um, one of my... I've brought it up a number of times, but one of my favorite comedies of the last bunch of years is Jamie Dimitri's show, Staff Let's Flats. Oh, yes! He J- has on Netflix a special out that just came out that's just a sketch special. It's just a ske- a series of sketches as a special. It's called A Whole Lifetime. Okay, and I saw that. Yeah, okay. It's fucking fantastic. Oh it's, my uh, gosh. It, like, I will say, like all sketch shows or like all sketch-based comedy, it's on, like some, some sketches hit for me, some yeah. didn't as much, but pound for pound, great. It's overwhelmingly fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited. He was so good on uh, The After Party, the uh, the Lord oh, yeah, Miller yeah. show. Uh, He's and- great in Fleabag. He's oh, yeah. great. His, his sister is Natalie Dimitriou from uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, oh, and right. um, who's also in Staff Let's Flats. Um, uh, they're both just, I think, so supremely talented. It's fucking nuts. Oh, I, um, I love it. Did, by the way, have you been watching Kunk on Earth? I watched a couple of Kunk on Earth. It's very funny. I thought it was very funny too. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I want, and I, I also wa- just watched all of um, the new season of Party Down with friend of the show. Oh, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Adam Scott. And, by the way, and we Ken yeah, and everybody. Great. We got to say, uh, and Jennifer Garner, who is uh, holy think, cow, a, a great Hilarious. addition. She's so yes. funny. I just did a movie with her, and she is the coolest and nicest, and uh, but also just incredibly funny. Like she's just. 
got it. Like she figured oh, it yeah. out. Yeah. I thought she was great in that season. I really, I really enjoyed her. Um, I will say this, uh, for those of you wondering about the upcoming Fast and Furious, you know, we're, we're going to be oh, yeah. going back and we're going to go forward. Unfortunately, Adam is not available in Los Angeles and we want to do the shows live. So we may have a special guest in here to, to sit in Adam's chair for some of these fast and furious conversations. We will get his take, we'll but I his want to, yes, but I want but to make just sure to, just, to, just to let people know. So they're not caught. Uh, yeah. Cause we were even talking about, you know, I think he's in such a intense schedule that he can't even guarantee that he'll be able to see the film yeah. in time you know, because yep, he's working it. on a big show. It's a big thing. You know, get ready. Yeah, I've got a couple of other things to throw out here, but yeah. uh, do you have anything else you want to toss out? Um, I was going to toss out, oh my gosh, um, I just wanted to say that uh, trailer-wise, I'm excited. That Barbie trailer looked great. I thought uh, it was terrific. I thought yeah. it was great. I also thought that the uh, the trailer for um, the new Spider-Man movie looks have, I haven't watched that yet. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch any footage from that movie okay I think. great if i if i don't have to I, just because i think it's so stylist i'm so curious about all the stylistic elements of it yes that that's what i'm kind of wanting to just be like go in as cold as i can i i think that they do a good job of not telling you much plot in this yeah. spider-man movie but i also feel like uh i think that that's a good a, a good a good way to be I think it's yeah. a good way to be. I will recommend, you know, just because we're talking animation, Neil Campbell and Andy Samberg's show Dig Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, also related to the Indiana Jones of it all that we were talking about earlier. Um, a hilarious Comedy Central animated show where Andy plays a character who is not unlike a Nicolas Cage, National Treasure, Indiana Jones, archaeologist type hero right. who's down on his luck. And it's very funny and absolutely crazo and gonzo fun in that kind of a world of competitive archaeologists all trying to one-up each other. Um, very funny. Um, and Andy is great. And our friend Neil Campbell, uh, he created it. And it's fantastic. Um, I really like that. And I love that kind of version, uh, that character that Andy does. It's really, really oh, yeah. funny. And oh, and it made me, oh, this past weekend, I rewatched National Treasure. Like, oh, just to, wow. uh, I've had never it on seen it in the afternoon. Oh, I watched one and two. Uh, as, as, also because uh, Blank Check just did them as well. Uh, oh, okay, great. So, so I, I can, I, now I'm going to listen to those episodes. And I was like, this is, they're just fun. They're just I, dumb fun. It's absurd. I have to watch. And I will say this. And two, in two, Nick Cage goes like really off the rails cage. It's, oh, at times. I cannot wait. That's I'm a excited good... for that Renfield movie, too, where oh, he's yeah. playing Dracula. I'm all um, on board for I, that. I want to recommend something just because I know we're recommending a lot of like big IP, yeah, Star yeah. Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, all this stuff. We yeah. talk about a lot of that stuff. I do want to recommend a very small movie that I watched that I thought was absolutely fantastic. And I really want, please, everybody watch Rye Lane, um, mm. R-Y-E Lane. Um, it's a British rom-com um, and it is absolutely fantastic. It is like, it, it is the kind of rom-com, like, I feel like we've talked about a bunch of the more recent rom-coms, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the shotgun weddings, the, you know, the Reese uh, Witherspoon one. Right. The, there's been a bunch of them lately, but this is one that I feel like comes the closest to 
like the kind of rom-coms that we loved, the, the okay. back in the day ones, because it's it's actual young people having like a real chemistry filled. It feels a little bit like before sunset, before sunrise. Oh, rather. I love this. All right. You know, in Hulu. that kind of this way. This is great. All right. It's yeah. on Hulu. It's so good. It's visually, I think, fantastic. Um, the performances are amazing. And it's just a sweet, cute rom-com that's, that's, that's also bitingly funny. You know, okay, in a well, way that's... that I feel like none of those other movies are good at at representing that kind of the comedy of the. Yeah, yeah of course. I feel like lately we're getting like ROMs. Yes. You know, and not. Yeah, we're not getting that. That's, that's like this. It's what happened in independent film. You're getting all these mumblecore yeah. movies that are neither dramas nor comedies. And it's like, yeah. come on, guys, let's let's give me give me something. Um, yeah. Come on. Come on. Duplasses. Come on. on Duplass. Um, <laughs> I'll also recommend Sharper. The Con Man movie, Julianne Moore, Sebastian Stan, oh, John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's on Apple. Um, um, it's fantastic, great, you know, Mammoth-esque, you know, just Con Man story. Uh, no, con, per- con Person story. You know, it's like multiple cons, uh, concurrent cons. It's great. All right. I am excited about this. This is all And are great- you listening to The Town? The podcast, no. the Matt, the oh, Matt, Matt yes. Bellany podcast, so, the Matt, town. So I subscribe uh, to to Puck to Puck. I like yep. Puck. It's a it's kind of a a bespoke uh, news source, uh. <laughs> uh, you know, where it's like you can follow anything in politics or you can follow stuff with uh, Hollywood. You can follow. It's a very interesting. It, I've actually read some fascinating articles on there and they've oh, been great. You oh, know, yeah. you get people. It's very inside baseball, whatever. But uh, so. I often read a lot of the recap of the town, but I do. Yeah, okay. Yes, I do I'm like enjoy, that. I'm, I really like it. As I like a, it. It's a it's a podcast again. It's about it's about Hollywood. It's about the business of Hollywood, how it's changing, how it's collapsing, how it's imploding. Stuff that sometimes we talk about or reference on the pod, so people might be interested in it. But it's terrific. There's and I will a great, also say uh, book I've, that he recommended. Yeah. Did he talk about that? The Streaming Wars book. I was going to, I was going to, so he recommended this book and I saved it in my, uh, it's a free book. Um, and it's, I I, I I believe it's called the streaming wars. Um, and it's just, uh, basically it's an interesting, like take, not takedown, but a, yeah. Expose about like how these streamers came to be and everything like that. It's a really, I mean, we're, we're really inside of a moment right now where things are so, malleable and changing and shifting uh, places that you know used to exist don't anymore places that used to host shows aren't anymore there was that uh the kim masters article in the hollywood reporter last week about amazon was yeah, absolutely oh fascinating gosh, fascinating uh again this is not if you're interested in this kind of stuff you know again we talk about it a lot on the podcast but you know a lot of this stuff very deep dive interesting stuff on how you know this business is really kind of changing and and like I said, imploding and and building something new. It's the, it's, it's the book that I'm talking about is called the Streaming Book. It's written by Matthew Ball. It's completely free. Uh, I just type in the Streaming Book and it will pop right up. And it's just full of like charts Great. and graphs. And it's kind of interesting to see uh, just where we're at. It's interesting to see it's, it's oh, yeah. um, and I also will recommend because I know that you and I. Well, no, I don't know if you're such a big fan of best show with a Tom Sharp. I mean, I know you're oh, not. Yeah, yeah but Sharply. But yeah, Sharply. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if you're a fan of that show, uh, Jason Gore has a show uh, called uh, 108.9 The Hawk. And it is a oh, a, a, okay. morning, a morning show that he does. And I got to go on it this week. And it's really funny. I'm a guy who sells... Uh, Hot sauce oh, and so hot tubs. you're on as a character. I'm on as a character. So I, I, oh, so I'm, I'm Trip, and I sell hot sauce and hot <laughs> tubs, and uh, and it's just it's played 
no it, music yeah. stings everything oh, yeah. it's really like a morning really fun. show like a drive time radio show like a drive time right. southern radio show oh, yeah oh, that's and it's really really funny and jason gore I, I i'm a i'm a fan of him and uh it's a it's a really it's a fun show uh, so just uh, 108.9 oh, like The Hawk. And it's That's Jason cool. Gore and Jeff Garlock. Uh, those are the two guys that do it. Amazing. It's, uh, yeah. I'll shout out. I've, I've mentioned before, we've talked about um, Andy Daly's uh, Bonanza, uh, oh, Bananas yeah. for Bonanza. He's now moved over. He was on the CBB World uh, Patreon feed. Uh, he's now on his own podcast feed on Patreon called Andy Daly Podcast Project, where he does Bananas for Bonanza, as well as all the other ancillary Andy Daly shows that are fantastic. The best. So, so good. absolutely worth if you're looking to subscribe to something that's just home runs all the time. Andy Daly. CBB uh, World as well. Also always, fantastic. Always good stuff. With the Bob Duca podcast and Hey Randy and all that. And that uh, college show that Seth does. Uh, the college, college town. Yeah. Um, this book changed my life. The Lily Sullivan show is fantastic. Oh, so good. I just want to mention that one of the animated shows that I'm a voice on called Housebroken uh, is currently moved to uh, primetime Sunday nights on Fox. So if you want to check out a cast that is myself and Sharon Horgan and Clea Duvall and Nat Faxon and Sam Richardson, Tim Simons, it's home runs. It's a murderer's row cast. Very funny show about like a bunch of pets who are left home during the day and like all the shenanigans they get now, into. Now, can I tell you something about this show? Yeah. I think it's a very funny show. Yeah. People tell me all the time, like, oh my gosh, you're so funny on Housebroken. And I think that they just think I'm Tim Simons because, oh, and, and I have a thing. Because your of, voices sound similar? I don't, no, I don't think that they do, but I like people are like, oh, they always are talking about you on Housebroken. I'm like, I'm not on it. And I always have like, this guilt because they asked me to do I a wonder. table read and I yeah. couldn't make the table read. And then I, then the show was cast and God bless. And I, you know, I'm yeah, not yeah, on yeah. it, but I, it is, wow. it has come up so many times. That's so uh, weird. That I don't know who people are confusing me for. Yeah. Uh, but there we go. But I know, and I've watched the show and I love the show. Oh, and it's, it's a, a great, fantastic it's a show. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. So please, Sunday nights, watch Housebroken. We're getting a primetime run and we need people to watch it. Please. I love it. All right. Well, great, Jason. This is a, we got a lot. We got a lot out in this one. We got um, a lot out. I think you're going to like some of this stuff. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, John Astonish, for that amazing theme. And again, send us all of your themes at howdidskitmade at earwolf.com. Now that we got the specialist out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from blokes with bombs to jokes that bomb. That's right. We are watching the 2003 rom-com View from the Top, starring Gwyneth Paltrow, Christina Applegate, Mark Ruffalo, Candace Bergen, and Mike Myers. Here's a short breakdown of the plot. A small town woman tries to achieve her goal of becoming a flight attendant. There it is. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 14% score on Tomato Meter. And Jan Stewart from Newsday says, you might need to recycle your popcorn cup as the flight sickness bag as View from the Top swoops and nosedives between Myers mugging and Bergen's high comedy professionalism. Let's take a listen to the trailer. At Royalty Airlines. Welcome aboard. The stewardesses are friendlier. Do you care for some champagne? This ain't your mama's house. The pilots are faster. Captain, we are... Captain? Hey, he'll be fine. I'll poke him with a stick. And the nuts... You call these warm nuts? ...are warmer. I felt warmer nuts on a... Hello. You from the top. I've had only a couple of your misses. <laughs> but I'm feeling better about it. Okay, I've been obsessed with this film for a long time because um, 
Richard Ayoade wrote a book about this movie. It's only about this movie. It is one of the funniest books I've ever read. It is 200 pages breaking down everything about this movie. Uh, if we could be one quarter as funny as that book, I will be uh, thrilled when we do our episode. Uh, it, it's such a great book. I would actually recommend watch a movie, listen to the podcast, read his book. You can currently stream View from the Top on Stars, and it's a good time to sign up for Stars right now because they had a uh, free trial. Plus, you can watch Party Down. The new season's out, so maybe you could just like kill two birds with one stone, or you could just rent it on Apple TV or Prime Video or YouTube, or just go to Hoopla on Canopy, which are digital media services offered by your local public library. All right, that is it for the show. Please remember to rate and review us. It helps. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. All of our amazing videos are made by Jess Cisneros. Uh, and, uh, for commercial-free access to the show and our entire archive and so much more, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code BONKERS. And a big thanks to our producers, Scott Sani, Molly Reynolds, and our movie-picking producer, Avar Halley, our engineer, Alex Gonzalez, and our publisher, July Diaz. We'll see you next week for A View from the Top. But before we go, we thought we'd share a bonus deleted scene from our specialist show, where we go down the rabbit hole into Steven Seagal's career as a blues musician. Take a listen. This was supposed to be <laughs> Steven Seagal's chance to star and direct in a film. Oh, but he I wanted nine million dollars, <laughs> and the studio didn't want to pay him that much, so they gave it to Stallone instead. The only way to make this movie worse would be Steven Seagal. <laughs> I don't know, Jude. I'm sorry. Can you repeat what know. you just I said? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Would you rather Steven Seagal in the shower? Yeah, I think so. Whoa! I think so. Give I me... think so. This was too. I just. Um... I would have taken JCVD. Ooh, yeah. Yes. We got the buzz. Well, yeah, of course. I I think that's who I thought we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, can you pull up Steven Seagal, please? Just to remind June right. who she would rather be watching. All right, so this is maybe 94 Seagal. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't want that man on the floor of the bathroom. Yeah, I take that back. I retract that. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get it naked. No, not, not, he's, not, he's not very often. Now that he's a Russian citizen, I don't think any of that stuff is online anymore. All right, so... Wait, he's a Russian citizen? Oh, yeah, Basically. that's a whole other thing. Oh. But he's writing books. He's in oh. Russia. He's performing like Cajun music to a uh, soul. Cajun music? Oh, yeah. He's to, like, a spicy white. <laughs> Mojo Priest. I'm gonna say this right now. How truly wild. We are. And so Putin made Russian citizens go see him in this giant theater because he never sold out. So he like. Wait, so Vladdy Poots is like, you all have to go see Steven Seagal? Yeah. They're best friends, Nicole. They're Very best upsetting. friends. I just like, 
If I have absolute power, I'm not forcing people to see Steven Seagal. That is absolute power to make people see Steven Seagal. You're right. That I was, can do whatever I that want. That was Emperor Palpatine's plan the whole time. Once he has unlimited power, he's like, we got to watch Steven Seagal's Cajun music. Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair while it's cold outside. With a warm drink, or maybe even a wine in hand. As you watch the world go by outside your window. Mmm, short rib. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home. Refill? Long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.